don't lead with the Pacers very often, but today we do. News just broke that the Indiana Pacers have executed an offer sheet that DeAndre Ayton has signed to become a member of the Indiana Pacers. This is a little bit complicated. There is, are all things in the NBA. But the thing to take away right now is the Pacers are done playing games. Like Carl Spackler says in Caddyshack, I guess we're playing for keeps now. They're playing for keeps. Pacers signing Aiton. This makes them instantly competitive. Although there are problems with this, we know that. We're going to talk about them. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Thursday, July 14th. 2022 brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Man, do they do a great job of taking a plumbing problem and coupling it with a plumbing solution to solve your plumbing needs. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like. We need 270 likes today. The Pacers making a major move, the kind of move they do not make. Second time ever they made this move. So hit that like button if you're watching this. Again, it's not without, we're kind of in a minefield here with the Pacers, similar to the one that the Colts ha have been in for a few years. We'll talk about that. If you have a question, donate, ask your question. It will be answered. All right, so what does this mean? The Colts and Aiton, uh, an offer sheet. This does not immediately make him a member of the Pacers. The Suns have 48 hours that they can use to match that offer. And this is the biggest offer sheet in the history of the NBA. Four years, $133 million for a center. So here's how this kind of works in tandem with the Colts. The Pacers, similar to the Colts, are spending a lot of money on positions that have been devalued in their league. The Colts about to spend a truckload of money on Quentin Nelson, a left guard. Going to make him probably the highest paid guard in the history of the NFL. They spend money in odd places. Colts are going to probably make Jonathan Taylor next offseason the highest paid running back in the history of the National Football League. The running back position is very much like the center position in the NBA where it's just not valued at the same level. You win with wings in the NBA. You win with those guys, 6'6", 6'7", guys who can shoot, 3 and D guys, you get enough of those, you can win a championship. We've seen it again and again and again. Sometimes a big who's really, really talented out on the floor can change things. We see it with Luka Doncic, although he hadn't won or come close to winning an NBA title. Saw it with Giannis Antetokounmpo, big, athletic, can handle. That's not Aiton. Aiton is a more traditional center. He does not shoot threes very often at all. He is not Miles Turner either as a rim protector or three-point shooter. But what he is is a guy who's going to rebound, a guy who's going to give you at least 17 and 11 as he comes over to the Pacers because he did that for the Suns. And the, the Suns have got guys. They've got Booker. they got Paul. they got guys who can put the ball in the basket. DeAndre Ayton was not the focus of the offense. May not be the focus here, but he's going to be more the focus of the offense for the Pacers than he was the Suns. So, the Suns, what is the disincentive for the Suns to sign or agree to match that offer that the Pacers have extended, the biggest in the history of the NBA? 
the incentive is they go into the luxury tax for the first time since 2009, 2010. They put themselves in a box where it comes to trading for Kevin Durant. Kevin, uh, DeAndre Ayton, by signing this offer sheet, cannot be traded until January 15th. I think I said December 15th a day or two ago. It's January 15th. Can't be traded until then, and he can't be traded to the Pacers for one year if, if the Suns match and he returns to Phoenix. Things just got really, really complicated for the Suns. The Suns obviously trying to acquire Kevin Durant. Their ability to do that really has, has gone cattywampus. For the Pacers, what do they need to do to make this work? they got to find a way to make moves that are going to free up $4.7 million under the cap. That's not much heavy lifting for Kevin Pritchard. So if the Pacers are able to do that, and they will be able to do that, they know how to do it, it's a done deal if the Suns don't match. You have a starting lineup of Tyrese Halliburton at 22. You have uh, Benedict Mathrin, Mathrin, who is 20. You have Buddy Heald's 29. At this point, he's still the starter. You could have Chris Duarte, who's 25. Then you've got Jalen Smith, who's 22. And you've got DeAndre Ayton, who today is 23, but in a week and a half is going to be 24 years old. On the bench, you got guys like Isaiah Jackson, TJ McConnell. You've got a competitive team that is really, really young if the Pacers can make this work. This is not the way the Pacers like to do business. Herb Simon does not like to put fellow owners in a position where they need to make a tough decision. He likes being a part of a friendly fraternity. But things just got serious for the Pacers. You cannot hold Kevin Pritchard accountable for a team's record and inability to win if you don't give him the tools that he needs under the NBA rules to go ahead and build that roster. So if if Herb Simon requires Kevin Pritchard to do things in a very friendly way, well, you're giving up ground under the rules, and it's not fair to Pritchard, it's not fair to the Pacers players, the Pacers organization, or Pacers fans. Herb Simon finally tapped the brakes on being a nice guy, hit the gas on saying, hey, let's go. Let's get this going. Let's make this work. Where does Miles Turner go? You know what? Could wind up in Utah. He could wind up with the Knicks. The Knicks have not coveted Miles Turner, but they've been interested in Miles Turner in the past. Maybe they will be again. There's no reason not to be, as long as he checks out as physically capable of playing, which he wasn't toward the end of last year. So, the Pacers, with a young core, building around that young core, going deep into Herb Simon's wallet, to go get a traditional center. And and before before we get into, like, DeAndre Ayton, he, he can't help anybody win. You know what? The Suns won more than anybody in the regular season last year, and DeAndre Ayton was a part of that. Maybe not a huge part of it. Maybe if you looked at the Suns roster, you said, you know what? Might be the fourth most important player. But he's a guy who can defend. He can switch a little bit and play defense. He can knock down mid, mid-range shots. He can post and finish. He is going to get you offensive rebounds, and he's going to get you defensive rebounds in a way that Miles Turner simply couldn't because he's not built to do that, either up here or in here. This is a terrific move 
for the Pacers. At the very least, even if you disagree with the construct of the move and the importance that they're putting on the center position in extending this offer to DeAndre Ayton, they're doing something, right? How long has it been? I mean, my God, we sit around and we wait for the draft and, oh, T.J. Leaf, well, that's going to help. He hadn't defended anybody in his life. Oh, Aaron Holiday. All right, you know, keep drafting these West Coast guys again and again and again, and those are the big moves that are made. And you think, what the hell? How does this lead to winning? Well, now they've finally done something. They, they went ahead and pulled the trigger at number six on Benedict Matherin. If you saw him play in the Summer League, he looks good. But it's Summer League, we know. So tap the brakes on Benedict Matherin being, you know, the NBA Rookie of the Year. Don't do it, Spirit Walk. After, up to the minute content. That's what we do all day long. We just wait for the news to break. Um, you're welcome, by the way, Spirit Walk, and I appreciate you. Um, this is something. This is a move, a significant move that could yield really positive results. So, Brogdon, Goners, Turner, you got to believe is going to be gone sooner rather than later. These guys, wait, we're not going to get into that whole Sabonis-Turner thing, who's going to be on the floor at the same time. They know what they're doing with Turner, and I would expect that Miles Turner is going to be dealt very, very quick. I, I got to think he's going to be dealt quickly. I know it's only $4.7 million they got to clear, but this is what... This is, the plan is to move that guy. You can't have both Aiton and Turner on the roster simultaneously. Miles Turner is not a very good setter on the offensive end, an even worse power forward. Good heavens. So Aiton is that anchor defensively and is a terrific, an upgraded weapon offensively who could go, he could be a 20 and 13 guy for the Pacers. Jalen Smith is going to be really good. Uh, Carlisle's already told him, you're the starting four. All right? Matherin, yeah, he is a West Coast guy. That's all they take. Duarte's a West Coast guy, too. But not in uh, not an upbringing. Uh, Matherin, Montreal, right? Duarte, the Dominican. These guys came from elsewhere. Matherin spent two years at Arizona. All right. Anyway, Pacers... Moving forward, trying to do something substantial with their roster and get competitive now. When was the last time we thought that? Maybe when they signed David West, right? David West, good. You know what? That was a good team, fun. Uh, from Alaska, been a Pacers fan since Reggie Miller. Very excited about this offer. Let's hope Phoenix uh, lets him walk. I Boy, if they do. They lose DeAndre Ayton for nothing. They've had a plan this whole time, right? They didn't extend him at the max, and they didn't swing a trade for him. Maybe they thought that the Pacers didn't have the temerity to go ahead and extend that offer. And, and you know, here's the offer sheet signed. Okay, you signed. We're all, you know what I mean? Maybe they called the Pacers bluff, and the Pacers said, stick it. We're done being nice guys. We're done being the doormats of the NBA. Sign on the line, which is dotted, DeAndre, and let's go to work winning a championship. This is a team in 2022-2023 who, frankly, is not going to be great. They're going to have flaws. They're going to lose games. You can't start a bunch of 20, 22-year-olds and win games in the NBA against grown-ass men. 
You just can't. But in three years, this could be a really good team. Matherin, if he stays healthy, is going to be really, really good. Aiton is good already. Not great, but good. Uh, Halliburton, we love Halliburton. Uh, Jalen Smith, terrific. Specs, good. Love him. Duarte, healed. I like the way healed played last year. I hope they keep Buddy healed. Because Buddy healed balled out for a team that was not interested in winning. Right? Malcolm Brogdon sitting on his ass. Miles Turner sitting on his ass in street clothes. Fancy shorts. Good for you. Buddy Heald went out and went to work. I like Buddy Heald. You give me that starting five, they got a chance to do some things. I think Andrew Nembhard is going to be a good depth piece at point guard. This is exciting. When was the last time we were excited about the Pacers? My God, all we do here is talk about the Colts. Because that's all that people want to talk about. It's all I want to talk about. Thank God the Pacers have finally done something to galvanize a little excitement in this community. You know what? I go to concerts all the time. You know that. I talk about them. I'm going to Doobie Brothers tonight. I have yet, at the at, at Ruoff, seen any bit of Pacers swag. Nothing with a Pacers logo. Not a single item. Colts everywhere. Uh, Indy 500 everywhere. Other NBA teams all over the place. Pacers, never. That's going to change. It has to change. And I could not be happier that the Pacers have done this. And and hopefully the Suns balk at, at the match and Aiton comes to Indy in return for nothing. So then the Pacers can go ahead and deal Turner, deal healed, but I don't want to deal healed, but deal Turner and get something back and you replace him for nothing but cash. Kevin Pritchard, nice work today. My man. Kevin Pritchard, getting it done. Larry Bird, a little bit snarkily, told Herb Simon, Herb told us this, that, it, well, you know, what do you, asked, what do you think of Kevin Pritchard? Well, he can turn over your roster in a minute. Yes, and he is, and it's better, and it looks like they've finally figured out how to put together a roster and I am stoked about this move for the Pacers. Other news, quickly. Um, you had uh, Matherin, by the way, shut down for the rest of the summer, uh, the summer league. He's got a sore uh, big left toe. I'm not kidding. Another toe problem for the Pacers. Good heavens. Uh, Tiger, plus five after 14. Rory, minus six this morning. Scheffler, minus four. Cameron Young, a bright young American. Uh, leads at this point at minus eight. Jimmy Ursay has purchased James Brown's Godfather of Soul cape and leather boots for his collection of one-of-a-kind memorabilia, which is really, really, really smart. Jimmy Ursay kind of gets scoffed at by people for collecting these things. Is good business. Really good business. Uh, one day we'll talk about it. Re the Cubs are being sued for not making Wrigley Field appropriately accessible to fans with disabilities. Of course they are. Because they don't give a damn about anybody. They only care about the bottom line. They should be sued for making Wrigley Field inaccessible to winning players. That's what they ought to be sued for. I'm going to the concert. Going to have a great time. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.